The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, September the 24th, and you're listening to Webcology with uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO and a sort of contrite and embarrassed Jim Hedger, he's so not, a, not a spammer, from webmasterradio.fm. Um, yeah, Jim, uh, I, I got, uh, I, I found it, I don't know why you have a job anymore. I, it yeah. turns out that uh, you're making, uh, what, $500 a day just, just sitting tweeting. What's, uh, how, how are you doing it? On bad days, I, I, apparently on bad days I only make five hundred. I only make 300 but on good days I make five to seven to $800 a day, apparently. How do I do it? Volume, Dave, volume. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't make $500 a day in this gig. I wish I made $500 a day in this gig. You can imagine what I'd be doing with my life if I made $500 a day in this in this gig. I mean, I would be sitting here doing Webcology because it's so damn fun, but there's a lot of other stuff I wouldn't be doing <laughs> in, my, in my daily routine. And one of those things I wouldn't be doing is changing my password at Twitter obsessively. Like I changed it four times yesterday because I got so freaked out because you know what happened to me? Well, you know what happened to me, but the listeners mightn't. I got hacked. I got Twitter hacked. I got Twitter hacked up the up the Yazoo big time, and uh, yeah, I fell for it. Um, it's really embarrassing. I'm trying to collect my thoughts because, it, Dave, you should have seen what yesterday afternoon was like. And it, it actually started off with um, a note I got from Kate Moss who said, uh, Jim, uh, I think you've been hacked. Not Kate Moss. Oh my goodness! See, that's how. That's just how out of it I am right now. Kate Morris. Kate Moss was saying something entirely different to me, but I'm not going to get into that. Kate Morris, on the other hand, was um, sent me a note saying, uh, "Jim, you just sent me spam," and that kind of freaked me out. So I looked, and sure enough, I was sending out that message saying you could make three to five hundred dollars a day following this method. And I don't know what the method is, and if I did, maybe I wouldn't be doing this right now. Anyway, I got caught. In a classic ego hack, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm going to, you know, open up my chest and bare my soul to the to the world here. When you do what uh, what we do on the radio and you know in print, and when you're you know kind of get a name, you have to see how people are using it, or your image, or your words, or whatever, right? And so, when I got in a direct message from somebody in the industry who I know and really appreciate and really trust, which read, R-O-F-L, is this you on here, question mark, and a link from videos.twitter.secure-logins01.com, I didn't think. I just thought, hey, you know, I got to see if that's me on there or not. Because you never know, right? They could have been filming me at a at a at a, at a bar after the show, or they 
you know, could have like some papar- some tech paparazzi could have been like focusing in on the on the balcony at one of the conventions or whatever. You have no idea, right? So I clicked on this link and I got the fail whale. I didn't think anything of it because it's Twitter. I got the fail whale, okay. And then another screen comes up. A Twitter screen looked exactly like the Twitter screen asking me for my login information. Now, that's about the point where I got stupid. Yep, that's about the point where I got real stupid because I entered it. And um, didn't see the video, was kind of, you know, disappointed. And sent a direct message back to uh, this person saying, got the fail well. That direct message failed. Couldn't go through. Because by by that time, by the time it five minutes or so it took me to get around to writing back a direct message, about a thousand direct messages had left my account, and Twitter <laughs> shut down my direct messaging privileges. So, for the record, I'm so sorry, friends. Oh my goodness, I'm so 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 sorry, and I'm not gonna, you know. 10 years in the tech industry building up a reputation for being a good guy and you just feel it vanish in an hour after making a stupid mistake. Yeah, I, I think I think given, oh, I don't know, what, 12 years of good service and then one bizarre slip-up. Although I am uh, wondering if, uh, you know, all of a sudden we'll have a, you'll, you'll be receiving a lot of emails from princes just hoping, just hoping that you'll fall for it just one more time. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. There's uh, apparent. Well, apparently, an Irish relative of mine left me fifty-three million uh, pound. Um, that I see. That I wouldn't mind taking. But that Nigerian scam really pisses me off. I mean, aside from the fact that it's a scammer, that it's a scam and it's ugly. What kind of a low-life, moral, asshole, anti-ethical dickhead do you have to be? To help somebody smuggle tens of million dollars out of an impoverished nation. Like, seriously. Anyone who falls for the Nigerian money scams, uh, the, the 519 scams, uh, uh, I'm flabbergasted, A, that you'd be that dumb, and B, that you'd be such an asshole to think it's okay to take, like, tens of millions out of an impoverished nation. Wow. So you're sort of anyway. saying that they get what they deserve, then? Um, oh, I'm just putting words in your mouth here. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to say they get what they deserve because no one deserves to be scammed, no matter what kind of a low life, anti ethical person you are. Because you know, two wrongs don't make a right. But um, my heart doesn't really bleed for them either. Um, I mean, if they get caught in like your uh, first uh, somebody from a first world country where there's more wealth than brains has left you a whole bunch of money, well, that I can understand. But you know. From a struggling nation where you know they they can barely provide pot- potable water or health care for their citizens, um, wow! I just can't you know, literally can't touch that. It's mind blowing that people would even think about doing that. But there's a lot of really ugly people out there. You know, there's a lot of people who just don't. And again, anti-ethical people. And I got hit by anti-ethical people yesterday, and it just makes me heart sick to have. Uh, I got a lot of people who said that, you know, that, that, that all will be forgiven. But, you know, in my mind, that when you work like we work, you don't make mistakes like that. And I made that mistake, and I just feel really stupid about it. 
So if you had one takeaway, I mean, basically we can look at a, a situation like this as, as unfortunate as it is, as a, an opportunity to educate. I mean, if it can if it can affect somebody as seasoned and, dare I say, cynical in the Internet world as, as yourself, um, when it comes to receiving links and, and things like that, if it can happen to you, certainly uh, there, there must be some lessons that, that are necessary to pass on. Do you have any sort of takeaways from this experience that, uh, as obvious as they may sound, are, are probably fair as, as good reminders? Uh, what would you Absolutely. tell our listeners? Number one, number one, beware, be aware of any third-party application you allow into your Twitter account. Um, and, you know, some of these things are Twitter follower builders, and some of these things are, at, are outright hacks. Some are legit, some are not. Uh, number two, like friends. When I when I look at the URL again, and I will um, again reread that URL out loud. Videos.twitter.securelogins secure-logins01.com. Like, oh my god! I saw the word Twitter in the in the URL, but I didn't. <laughs> What's the root of that URL? Secure-logins01.com. Um, how remarkably stupid is that to miss, to miss that? So check the URLs seriously. Number three, um, you know, this is, if this is, if you're, if you're sharing your information out there, if you're blogging, if you're, you know, on the, on the radio or, or whatever, in any way involved in the public side of the search marketing industry or the, the, the online marketing industry, you got to do reputation management. That's that's true, but always beware your ego. I got a message from a friend that said, "Hey, that's funny. Is this you?" And my ego goes, <laughs> "Yeah, maybe. Let's see how funny I can be." And uh, boom, bang, boom! It's hilarious. I just spammed all my friends and followers. Like, really? Uh, check the ego. And uh, number four, m- most importantly, if this does happen to you, like. Change your password immediately and then contact Twitter. And then contact Twitter. Let them know that, that you're on top of this and uh, that you want to be a good netizen. That, those those are my four takeaways. And you know what? Maybe you should change your password on a regular basis anyway. Probably not bad advice, really, for, for many of the uh, logins and into secure areas that, uh, that you would have. I'm going to take us off on, on just a slight tangent to actually news that had somehow well, escaped me for a whopping 24 hours. Um, but we're on the topic of, of hijacking here. Uh, I don't know if, if you're familiar. I'm going to post, and this is just a, you know, hopefully our, our listeners will all of a sudden log in. And uh, so I'm going to post a link uh, straight through into the Webmaster Radio chat room um, over on ZNet.com. Interesting article and, and uh, some interesting news, I should say on uh, Google's hijack of Internet Explorer. Don't know if you're familiar with it yet, um, but Google's basically creating some tags that uh, we as, uh, well, I guess, you know, users uh, or, or webmasters uh, can drop into our pages. Um, if it is on those pages, uh, it's going to launch a Google frame into Internet Explorer. So basically, as you, as you visit these sites, it's going to be rendered by Google Chrome. Um, as opposed to Internet Explorer, Google then trying to push to always stay up on the latest technologies, HTML5, uh, faster JavaScript, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, I found that rather interesting and almost a direct 
shot at Microsoft. It's, it's, I mean, uh, you know, they've been sort of bantering back and, and forth in ways trying to, you know, take market share from each other in, in you know, different areas. Uh, Microsoft trying to take some market share in search, Google um, obviously going after docs and, and, uh, and browser, etc., um, and, and the mobile, to, to say the least. Um, this is the first time I think I've seen a, a clear direct attack. Um, where Google's actually going, oh, okay, and now we're going to drop this directly, and not just that we're going to make a browser, but now we're going to make, we're going to, we're going to invade your browser. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it's just a, just an interesting little, little tidbit. As I noted, I've dropped uh, the, the link to the article into the Webmaster Radio um, chat. So, um, oh man, if only it. Netscape knew about this like ten years ago, eh? If only <laughs> Netscape had thought of this sort of thing. Wow, Indeed. like. I'm I'm so glad you posted this up. I didn't come across this story until until just now, and um, you know I'm half heavily amused and half stunned at the audacity. That's incredible. Well, as and, and you know what, it's funny. Uh, uh, my friend and yours, uh, Rob Gagnon, is is listening to the show and just sent me a, an instant message on on chat, um, and it noted that this is a and, and he's probably right, just a, a signal that perhaps they're getting nervous. Uh, and needing to make these, you know, you back a, a raccoon into a corner, uh, and, and it's going to attack. And, and uh, he may be right in, in this case where Google may be getting a little nervous about some of the inroads that uh, the Microsoft is making, some of the strength they are taking, um, some of the moves they're, they're, uh, they're taking towards more market share here, um, and actually starting to, to invade a little more directly into, uh, into their space. One question that I have to, and, and I haven't looked in uh, research maybe as much as I should and, and uh, in, into the tag because it just came uh, in, into, my, into my field of, of knowing. Um, but I'd be interested to know if that's also sending additional information back to Google. Of course, that's always oh, a question. Dude. They, if nothing else, collect massive amounts of data. So uh, one has to think that they're also grabbing something else on the way there. Well, I'll tell you, uh, for, for listeners who, who don't know the name, uh, and, and I imagine most won't, uh, Rob Gagnon has been around the block enough times to produce some of the most spot-on, counterintuitive thinking when it comes to, to how users relate to uh, uh, computing devices and, again, business intelligence inside the, inside the, the uh, inside the business world of, of computing. Rob is usually... If not, if not spot on, pretty damn close to what's really going on. So it's it's, it's nice to know he's listening and chatting with you. Um, should you should send him a link to the uh, Webmaster Radio chat room? Ah, you're a great guy, Rob. We love you. He just instant instant messaged me saying, "Aw, shucks." Uh, yeah, we should send him a link to the Webmaster Radio chat room because you know friends would truly enjoy his presence in there. I'm just going to send it to him via via my very loud. Um, MSN instant messenger. Uh, <laughs> did you guys down there at Redmond hear that? We're going to be calling you up about affiliate bash soon. I said, uh, MSN instant messenger. That's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave Naylor just dropped in the chat room too. That's pretty cool. Hey, Dave, how's it going? And uh, there, there's Rob. Frozen Dirt just dropped into the chat room. The more. The more folks we can get in this chat room, the more fun we have on the air, and you know, the, I think the b- better community we build in uh, in 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 the, the the webmaster radio audience, and you know, just in the in the community in general. Um, Want to remind people that you're you 
You might be listening to Webcology over the internet. You might be listening to us on a podcast through iTunes, or you might be listening to us on iTunes Radio. You can always hear Webcology live Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's what, uh, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Western uh, Pacific, the, the mountain. What, 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 what do you all call it out there, Dave? You have <laughs> we'll call it Pacific right? Standard Time. Pacific Standard, there's nothing. Maybe, maybe, maybe do real time. time, Jim. That's what we'll call it. Jim, you used, to go ahead and do, you used to do the show at 11 a.m. over there in Victoria. You forgot? That was so, that was so long ago. That was like Six seven, months? maybe eight conferences oh. ago. So that's a couple lifetimes ago, right? Be, be honest, Jim. It's the ego that comes with being in the center of the universe, and suddenly you've forgotten everything outside of your sphere of influence. Let's this let's be is honest. the first show <laughs> I've done from my home office in the center of the universe, the Big Spoke, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, in like two weeks. And it is such a pleasure to be you know, sitting at, at my desk doing this show. Um, it's an interesting day. It is a weird day, and we've ragged about 20 minutes of the show away so far. So I think it's about time that we went to break. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're going to be talking about net neutrality and the FCC coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It's Washington's affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from the state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 7 Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trend with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Well, welcome back, folks. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO here with Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio. Uh, Jim, I want to bring us back here because I happen to, as, as always, be ransacking some of the resources. Uh, I saw an interesting video uh, over at Web Pro News uh, with you and our, our former, uh, former employer, uh, Mr. Ross Dunn from Stepforth. Uh, and you're discussing, uh, the title is interesting of the video, how Google penalties can help your site. Uh, I've, I've got to ask for a summary. Uh, how, how the heck can Google penalties possibly help my site? Well, number one, I'm not, I'm not in any way going to take credit for this brilliance. It's Ross Dunn, 100%. Um, and as, I mean, it's, as you know through experience, and I guess as our listeners know, because um, Ross Dunn and John Carecott host SEO 101 here on webmasterradio.fm, Ross is one of the swiftest minds in uh, in SEO. Um, you know, pretty he's a pretty stealth operator that that Ross. He's just you know really really stepping out in the last couple of years. But um, he's uh, he's he was Ross is one of the originals. Um, he's had a thirteen fourteen year uh, SEO career now. And if anyone's going to say that a Google penalty can actually help you out, it's Ross. And he, and here's what he was saying: uh, Google penalties. Point out what's wrong with your website. Google penalties. Um, basically, you know, basically saying if, if Google serves you lemons, make lemonade out of it and learn from it. Um, improve your site. It gives you a chance to introduce a lot, a lot of new content and to invite Google Spider in again. Um, I think Ross would be of the school that any contact you have with Google can be turned into a good thing. If they're paying attention to your website for one reason or another, find a way to exploit that attention. Um, and again, Ross is uh, one of the quieter, or was until he took over the show SEO 101, but Ross has always been one of the quieter but most cutting-edge SEOs in the, in the business. And uh, you know what? Get it, from the, get it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, check out that video on Web Pro News. Uh, it's, it's up on the left-hand side navigation right now, and uh, Dave just posted the link in the chat room. So I think... Uh, you know, uh, again, to not not to put words in Ross's mouth, but anything that is bad for you can actually be, be beneficial if you use it as a learning as a learning experience and do you know move forward and do a lot better next time. You know, I, I've also got a note, and and it's one that I don't think was was covered in the video, but uh, Carrie here in the chat room notes, uh, penalties can be good if they happen to your competitors. <laughs> well, you know, a valid yeah. point. You know, definitely an angle where that title would would be accurate. Well, yeah. I just got to quickly ask you, and I've, 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 always, I've, I've never asked you this outright before, and I think this is uh, one of those questions SEOs always wonder about each other. Mm-hmm. Would, you rep- would you report a competitor? Would I report a competitor? For, for, I assume you're referring to for, uh, for violations of Google's webmaster guidelines? Well, you know, like Carrie said, if a penalty happens to a competitor, it could be a good thing. There are ways to... <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, Carrie. That's what happens when you you, you, you you type a loaded question. When you type something that could be a loaded question, I know you didn't mean it to go that way. I meant it to go that way. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> you know what, Dave? You don't got to answer. That's that's, an, that's unfair to be um, like that. I apologize. Yes, I most certainly. Uh, you know, I guess that depends on the scenario. It depends on the violation. I mean, honestly, if, if I'm if I'm looking at a scenario, and, and it's, it may be an unpopular view, um, but I'll say if they're in direct significant violation um, of, of Google's guidelines. You know, Google may catch them, but at the same time, 
Um, if you're trying to compete on a level playing field and you're trying to obey Google's guidelines and you're trying to do the right thing and you catch one of your competitors who's using just over-the-top cloaking black hat crap uh, and, and they're somehow beating you using these tactics, they're cheating to win. You know, is, is it really cheating to go, these guys are cheating? Um, I could claim it's, you know, quote-unquote, this is to help the search engine results by showing Google what bad is out there. Uh, that wouldn't be my take on it. I'll, I'll be completely honest. And if somebody's, if somebody's borderline, no. Um, you know, if I can justify their tactics, no. Um, but if they're just going way over the top and, 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 uh, and violating left, right, and center and making the competition for, for the top results unfair, uh, probably, and if they're up against one of my clients, it's not just a ethical decision. It is my obligation uh, to my clients to do so. So in that case, I certainly, there wouldn't even really be a debate. You know, I, I sort of look at it as a, sort of like, a, like, like it's autumn. And around these parts in autumn, a uh, young geek's mind turns to football, American football. <laughs> um, now, I, you know, I'm, I, I love American football. Uh, and by that, I mean the game where people, like, beat the crap out of each other with this oblong ball, not, like, you know, sort of run around and, and fake that they got hurt with this round ball. Um, and uh, if you if you call a penalty, like, say you're a coach, right, and you see the other team did something, and you call a penalty, you better be right because you're going to lose if you're wrong. And that's the sort of way I treat reporting, uh, reporting competition and reporting violations in Google. Yeah, I'll do it. But again, um, it's in a competitive situation, and you but damn well better be right when you make the report. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but now, I know you and I have a conversation we have, we have had before, um, and, and, and I know we're, we're fast. We do this every week. We are fast running out of time, and this is an important topic that I know uh, we, we touched on right before we went to commercial break, uh, a debate that you and I have had in the past. Um, in so, front of live um, audiences, no doubt. Indeed. Uh, net neutrality. Uh, now, I know you had a great blog post up on the Webmaster Radio blog. Um, so maybe you can summarize for our listeners a little bit about what's going on while I post the link into the, uh, into the chat room, uh, and, then, uh, and then we can go I'll from there. i beat you to it. i beat you to it. I already got the link in there. But um, in the, uh, at, at SES 2008 in San Jose, Dave and I were put on stage against each other debating net neutrality um, by a little bit by, by business ideology and a little bit by you draw of the, you know, we just sort of agreed this way. Um, Dave took the opposing net neutrality stance. I took the pro-net neutrality stance. And for our listeners' benefit, I think Dave and I both fall into the gray area middle Good for the audience one. I think uh, we both sort of fall into the gray area middle more than the extreme, uh, the extremes pro and con. But you know, I think we, 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 it was it was a pretty good debate. It was I think we were really informative. And um, as it turns out, Dave, the government agrees with me. So uh, there you go. Oh well, then you must be right. I, win. <laughs> I must be right. Yeah, the government agrees, so it's got to be right. <laughs> But you know what? This time, I'm going to say that they're actually well-informed. The new head of the FCC, Julius Janachowski, um, came out in an address to the Brookings Institute on Monday, gave full support of the Federal Communications Commission behind the principles of net neutrality. And this was, uh, this was making good on a promise that President Obama made on the campaign trail. 
But he, uh, when the announcement was made, Janachowski took it a step further than we expected it. Um, net neutrality, philosophically, net neutrality is always applied to what I'll call the terrestrial web, um, the hardwired web. But it hasn't really applied to the wireless spectrum and to mobile devices, but it does now, at least in the FCC's mind. I think, um, you know, I think we can really, really, really dive into this, but it might be wise before we do to take a commercial break because we will be interrupted, you know, like mid-sentence. It's half past the hour. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, which you can hear live at webmasterradio.fm every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific. You can also hear us in iTunes and in the Eclectic Station on iTunes Radio. On behalf of Dave Davis and Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger. You listen to Webcology. We'll be back on net neutrality after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages affiliate today with localpages.com. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We are about to dive into a fairly lengthy debate. Hold on, I have to tell somebody. 
we are about to dive into the net neutrality debate. And uh, you know, whenever you're about to get into something really cool, somebody instant messages you. <laughs> That's just how it goes. <laughs> just as long uh, as they don't uh, tweet you and you follow the link, because we don't want a catastrophe for the next half an hour. Indeed. Great. Did that, okay. That Here we go. Let's get into it. Qu- and I quote, The Internet's creators didn't want the network architecture or any single entity to pick winners and losers. End quote. Julius Janiszewski, FCC Chairman, September 21st, 2009. In, uh, as I said, going into this into this segment, in a speech to the uh, Brookings Institution on Monday, FCC Chairman Julius Janiszewski fully endorsed and expanded the ideas behind net neutrality. Now, to really quickly, the fastest definition I can give of net neutrality is... All legal data on the Internet, all legal traffic has to be treated equally. You can't erect toll roads. You can't make special deals with content content providers to give faster access to their content over other people's content. If if you're an ISP or if you control the, the, uh, for want of a better word, the information superhighway. Um, And you cannot discriminate against competing applications such as some Canadian ISPs have done with services like Skype or with uh, with, with Vonage. It's so, all well and good for, for a, a, regula- a regulatory body to come out and say the originators of something didn't want this to happen. The originators didn't get the full scope of what was going to be. I mean, the originator of the combustion engine didn't want global warming either, but Here's where we're at in the world. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, it's really easy for any regulatory body to come forth and say, hey, here's what we need to do. The, the whole world should be free. Um, you know, the, the Internet should have equal access for absolutely everybody. Nobody should have uh, any, any, anything better. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we don't want to pay for it. Um, it, it would be easy for me to say, you know what, I, I have a debt to you, sir. Um, I can't afford to pay you, but, but please take my neighbor's house. He, he has some money so he can afford to pay it. The fact of the matter is, is we want faster bandwidth. We want faster access. We want access to more information. And all that information, all that information on top of that should be free. Um, but, but I don't want to pay more. I want faster access to everything, and I don't want to pay more for it. And, heck, while I'm at it, I'm going to start downloading all the, all the software that I'd like to pirate, too. Um, or, or, you know, downloading all these videos, and I want to watch YouTube, and I want to watch it from, you know, 30,000 feet in the air from an airplane, and I don't want to pay extra for that either. I, I think it's really easy for all these bodies to say all these things, but the fact of the matter is this is the Internet. I mean, heck, we're SEO. We understand. PPC managers, they understand. The people who have the budgets get more. That's just the fact of it. Um, and I think for these, for these bodies that are providing our direct access to the Internet, um, for, for us to say to them, you can't pay for, for, for privileged access to this, it really ties their hands and, and where's their, why are they going to want to invest in further infrastructure enhancements if they know that they can't charge more for it? It is really what it boils down. And if we want to continue along this path of, of greater and greater advancements in, in the Internet and in technology and in what we have access to, we have to, to some degree, let the providers of that infrastructure uh, get, give some privileged access so that they can be incentivized to receive the compensation that they're going to need for the massive investments that they need to make to do that. 
if I if I could jump in pretty quickly with a uh, just to, to quickly note something, you say that the uh, inventor of the ter- internal combustion engines never wanted uh, global warming, and of course not. Nobody nobody does bad things for the social good um, on purpose. But the inventor of the internal combustion engine is long dead, and was long dead before they knew anything about global warming. The originators of the internet, on the other hand, people like Tim Berners-Lee, Vince Cerf, Steve Wozniak, David Reed, and Lawrence Lessig, are still very much alive. And those names support net neutrality. They believe that... um, And in... They believe that data should be treated equally. Now, you also said that people traveling in an airplane at 30,000 feet would expect internet for free. Not at all, dude. Not at all. When I'm at 30,000 feet, I expect to pay for the privilege to log in. Of course I do. However, when I am logged in, assuming that they're assuming that the provider at 30,000 feet is capable of transmitting data and large amounts of data, I don't think I should have to, you know pay a gateway to allow me into that data. I mean, think about webmasterradio.fm and the signal we send out. I don't want to have to make a deal with like several different ISPs for our signal to be carried without any 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 form of degradation to the to the user. I don't think that would be very fair. Neither do people who neither do people who work at Google, Yahoo, Vonage, eBay, Amazon, IAC, Earthlink, Microsoft, uh, Cogent Communications, etc. Um, they also, and these are all businesses that rely on um, rapid transmission of data and easy access to data. Ha! How's that? So I think, what oh, it, it uh, one basically last thing. sounds uh, like is that, that we have a, a consortium of individuals, all of whom profit uh, from the current net neutrality situation. Um, well, and all of those people can can agree. That would be very similar to me saying, you know, in, in my current spot, gee, the government has reduced taxes, but, you know, it has, has cut some funding to health care. Well, I can afford health care, so, so that's all fine. I don't mind, the, you know, as long as I get my cut, as long as I get what I want for free, uh, that's fine. I mean, the, these, these organizations that you've listed, Google, for example, about, about are, are profiting from the current spot. So, of course, they back it. Well, yeah, it works for their business plans. It absolutely <laughs> giving me something for free works for my business plan too, or, or giving me something at a, at a lower rate works for my business plans as well. The fact is, you you may not get it. This this idea that somehow the internet is is this great free thing, and that all businesses are are all created it's equal. Not free. I uh, the entire ad, adword system is based to, to contradict that in Google's own own infrastructure. Okay, but it's not free. <laughs> I live, I, live in, I live in a city of 6 million people. Let's just say half the households or half the people in the city have access to the internet. Uh, we're paying $40 a month each. The dominant providers here are Telus and Rogers. 40 bucks a month each spread amongst 3 million accounts in one city is a serious amount of money per month. Yeah? You can agree Indeed. with that. It's a serious amount of money per month, right? Indeed. Indeed. So, I, ref- I, I, I'm sorry. I just I don't buy that they're not making a lot of money. They are. I, I believe they're making a great deal of money. Now, I want to take you back to um, the year 1998 to 2000. That little Y2K panic period when our governments spent huge amounts of money laying fiber. 
across the United States, across Canada, and across the oceans so that we can you know, transfer absurd amounts of data to, well, to solve what may, you know, it's, it's hard to tell whether Y2K really was or was not a problem, but it was the impetus to lay so much fiber that we had triple to quadruple redundancy back in 2004. You remember, I remember being at Step Forth and mm-hmm. I wrote that article on Google buying up all, all the dark fiber. And we Indeed. were speculating, well, what, what the heck would Google want to do with all that dark fiber? It was there. It was in the ground. And, oh, you know what? The ISPs made money on that purchase, too. <laughs> so infrastructure upgrades, I mean, uh, yeah, we need, to, we, need to fund, we need to fund innovation. We absolutely need to fund technology upgrades. We need, and we know that as the Internet is truly is running out of bandwidth, it's, it's a finite amount. We know that that dark that that dark fiber, fiber is being lit up very quickly, and we're running out of um, we potentially are running out of bandwidth. Much like um, many areas are running out of telephone numbers and have to assign new uh, new routing numbers, new area codes. But they're making money. They're making money, and 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 like frozen dirt, like Rob said, bandwidth is light for crying out loud. <laughs> Expensive light, but it's light. And it, light, it, as it, everyone knows, light grows not on trees. Free, but it's light. Um, you know, I mean, and that's that's all well and good to say. I mean, would you would you ask a, a, a light bulb manufacturer to give you all of the bulbs for free by based purely on the fact that you know it's light? You know, no, I so would pay it, for I the bulb. For I would pay for the bulb, but I do not want. To have to pay once I paid for the bulb and I've screwed it into into the the light socket. It takes ten of me to screw in a light bulb. If anybody's wondering, um, actually, it takes it takes it takes my assistant to screw in a light bulb. To be to be honest, I'm really not capable of that sort of stuff. Um, once the light bulb's screwed in, assuming I've paid my electricity bill, which I have, you can tell because I'm talking to you right now, and. Assuming I've paid for the light bulb, which I have because my assistant is screwing it into the 